Everybody, this is Mitch England. Uh, welcome to the November Driver Town Hall Conference Call. Uh, we're still gathering, a lot of people joining, but I wanted to get the call started on time here. So, uh, again, welcome and thanks for calling in and participating in the in this town hall. As a reminder, we do these each and every month, and uh, and so um, we appreciate that you guys take some time, and we love hearing from you and hearing your feedback and and uh, and talking about different things as well that are going on at the company. So let me uh, also remind you we have most of our executives are on this call as well as many other managers to help answer any questions you may have and provide some uh, feedback as well. So uh, we're looking forward to that portion of the meeting later on. We also record these calls and we make them available in the podcast section of the CRE toolbox. So if you didn't catch last month's or if you uh, talk to any drivers that didn't get to catch this month, just refer them to the podcast section of the toolbox for past 
town halls, and, and we'll put this one in there as well uh, in, in a few hours after we're done here. Uh, I wanted to also mention this month, I wanted to apologize a little bit for the amount of messages you may have received. Uh, we are using a new application in order to send out messages to all drivers, and there were a few bugs that we encountered this month. So I apologize, we, uh, you got extra messages this month. We didn't mean to spam anybody. We also, just as, uh, as an FYI, we send out messages via email, text, and as well as just platform science messages. And we consolidate all those in your Siri Toolbox app. So um, you may not know that we send it out on different platforms in order to try and get, as, get to the message out to as many drivers as possible. So uh, again, we apologize. We don't expect that to happen going forward. Um, so I want to now turn it over to our host of this call, Zach England, our uh, Chief Operating Officer. So go ahead, Zach. Take it away. All righty. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, it is great to be with everybody. I want to welcome everybody to the call. As Mitch mentioned, we'll get to the, to the Q&A and the, the comments and that sort of thing uh, in just a few minutes and uh, with all the leaders that we have on the call. Um, but I just have a few... Uh, few comments I'd like to make before we get rolling with that. Uh, first off is uh, just a reminder, Veterans Day is coming up here in a couple of days on Saturday, and uh, just want to give a shout out and salute to all our veterans. We're so grateful um, and appreciative to, uh, for your service to our country. We have hundreds of veterans at the company, and we're so grateful for you, and we, we uh, honor all those that have sacrificed for our country. And so. Um, that's that's on our minds right now, Veterans Day for sure. And I do want to start uh, this call uh, first and foremost by thanking you, uh, our incredible driver force, for all that you do. Um, the the incredible work ethic that we see and the professionalism um, is what makes it possible for us to, you know, be putting down these numbers, the safe and on time numbers that we're doing, which are all time best. We were in a meeting earlier and. We were talking about our safe and on-time, every-time efforts uh, over the last four or five years since we started this, and we have reduced as a company our failures, our errors on loads, so loads where we're not safe and on-time by like 66%. Uh, that's the progress that we have made, and that is only possible with our incredible driving force doing what you do every day. And when we are safe and when we give that kind of service to our customers, that's what puts us in such a great position with our customers to grow. And we've seen that a lot, actually, a lot of great growth, um, particularly in dedicated. That's the, the best example recently of a lot of growth where we have, um, over the last few years, added hundreds of really awesome, incredible, great driving jobs we've added, again, as a result of the service that we've provided to our customers. Um, and we'll have some more announcements coming up here soon um, that uh, is uh, just really, really exciting. So we're not quite ready on that. In fact, Lori Akins, our VP of Sales, will be joining and talking, giving a spotlight on a recent uh, dedicated win that we had. But I want to highlight uh, something that's happened recently that was, that was exciting uh, that prompted a few thoughts. We were... Uh, given an award from Tyson Foods as a Carrier of the Year Award, um, which is one of, you know, that's all obviously very exciting, and that is an indication of the trust that they have in us and the service 
that we provide to them. And again, it just positions us so much better when we're delivering the kind of service we're doing. They're giving us customer of the year awards, in fact, and it just puts us in a position to keep acquiring better and better freight, whether it's dedicated OTR, intermodal, or whatever, just puts us in that great position. Just as a reminder, we have recently been given some pretty awesome recognition uh, as a company. In fact, Newsweek uh, rated us one of America's greatest workplaces overall, which, by the way, there are only a couple of, a handful of, uh, of uh, companies in our industry that were recognized there. Uh, also, we're one of the greatest, America's greatest workplaces for women and recognized as one of America's greatest workplaces for diversity. So stuff that we're very, very proud of. Deloitte and Wall Street Journal uh, recognized us as one of the best managed companies, which is really cool. But in addition to Tyson, which I just uh, mentioned, um, we have received awards recently from Anheuser-Busch, Schreiber, Smithfield, Dollar General, and Target. Um, and that's just here in kind of the recent history. So it is working. The save and on time, every time efforts that, that everybody is making is working. And our stature uh, in the industry with our customers continues to rise. And we're just so grateful for all of your efforts in making that happen. Um, so now I want to turn it over, as I mentioned, Lori Akins, who's our VP of Corporate Sales, um, is going to highlight one of these recent uh, customers. Thanks, Zach. Today, we are going to talk about one of our new dedicated customers this year, Foster Farms. In 1939, Max and Verda Foster borrowed $1,000 against a life insurance policy to purchase a few hundred chicks for their small farm in Modesto, California. Three years later, Max quit his day job as a reporter and editor for the Modesto Bee, and they expanded their operation to raising cattle and chickens. As the business grew, they purchased another farm and a feed mill in Livingston, California in the 1950s. In 1960, they moved the corporate office from Modesto to Livingston, California. After several more acquisitions, Foster Farms is one of the biggest West Coast poultry producers. In 2013, Foster Farms was certified as a humane producer by the American Humane Association becoming the first major broiler chicken producer in the U.S. to achieve that status. Our dedicated division and our sales team worked with the Foster Farms team for several months on a dedicated bid to take over a segment of the Foster Farms private fleet in California and Washington, about 77 trucks delivering freight to their customers. Sear England was awarded the business in May 2023, and we went live in August. Foster Farms has been very pleased with our startup and overall service. I wanted to express a huge thank you to our dedicated operations team and drivers for another very successful new customer startup with Foster Farms. Thanks. Back to you, Zach. Thanks, Lori. That is what a cool story of Foster Farms history and uh, uh, the legacy and, and the partnership that we've now been able to form and uh, and it just it's it's so exciting and the opportunity that still lays there with Foster Farms. So uh, great highlight there, Lori. Appreciate that. Uh, speaking of legacy, uh, my last note here is our legacy. It was something we're very proud of. But Gene, uh, my grandfather, uh, just celebrated his 104th birthday. 
here within the last couple of weeks, and we were able to uh, have a little uh, a little birthday party where we where some folks got together and had some cake, and uh, and he is an amazing guy, as you all know. He's he's a legend, and still at 104, uh, he got up and spoke and just talked about how proud he is of the company and um, particularly of all the people that make it happen. Um, so I think that's that's something that's uh, pretty remarkable that uh, Gene is uh, the icon of our company and uh, we were able to just have that celebration with him. So um, with that said, I think it's now time to, uh, to get into questions and comments. So Mitch, do you want to give us the instructions there? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Zach. Okay, now I'm going to put it into Q&A mode here. So if you want to ask a question, question or provide a comment, just dial star six on your phone and you'll be put into the queue. So uh, again, that queue is open now. So go ahead again, star six. Looks like we do have some coming in right now, which is great. So, okay, the first one we've got, let me, uh, uh, let's see, Gerald Dietz. Go ahead, Gerald. Let me put you off mute there. You unmute yourself and go ahead with your comment or question. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, actually, three things. Real thing. One, to compliment. I want to thank everybody for the honor and driving for this company. Uh, I've been nine, going on my tenth year now. I drive one of the veteran trucks, um, and everybody's phenomenal from management on down. Now, i got two things I'm looking for some information for. I've been given the opportunity this Saturday, which is Veterans Day, while I'm on home time. I was asked to display my truck at a veterans event uh, that's going to benefit a veteran. So uh, it's going to be parked there so everybody can see it, take pictures. I'm trying to find out some information or anything where when people ask that I can kind of give them something, kind of to give them a little bit of history about the company and what's available as far as if they're looking for either jobs or also it's a large area where there's a lot of businesses coming through, a lot of warehouses. Uh, the event last year of this size, there was something like 20,000 people went through the event. So it's a large event where a lot of people will be seeing the truck. And the second thing that I want to bring up on the habits, they talk about is eating better, which is great. But what we can't idle the truck to run the power inverter to, to do cooking or whatever like that. Is there any way to get something done so that we could get, like, two hours a day that we could voluntarily idle the truck so that you can run it to run your microwave or other cooking things so that you can cook so you can eat better because as we know the truck stuff food is lousy okay thank you gerald hey great to hear from you and thank you for your 10 years and uh yeah the, i was thinking when, by the way on the veterans um the you know the veterans day it gives me so much pride every time i see one of those trucks rolling down the road and uh Thank you for proudly uh, participating in that and, uh, and uh, including the, the uh, event coming up this Saturday. A um, couple, of, couple of things, I guess, a couple of thoughts to come to mind, and, and if anybody else uh, wants to jump in, uh, that'd be great. Uh, I think on, in terms of the information you need for this Saturday, uh, Mitch, maybe you could uh, take that as a follow-up and, and connect with, Jean, with uh, Gerald separately and uh, kind of provide anything that, that – uh, is needed there, so we'll uh, we'll reach yep. out to you on that. Um, related to the inverter um, issue and, and idling, uh, I think Ron Hall would probably be best to uh, to speak to uh, to that one. So go ahead, Ron. Ron's our VP of Fuel and Equipment. 
Yeah, uh, Jerry, I appreciate the question. The uh, that's a tough one, um, and and let me tell you why, and then I'll talk about some of the things we're doing to try to help um, requests like that. When we uh, charge our customers um, for hauling their freight, we build in uh, fuel surcharge mechanisms that help us cover some of the expenses related to fuel. And unfortunately, there's no way for us to recover the fuel expenses related to idle. And so um, that just ends up being a company expense. There's not a way to pass that on to the customer. Um, But we are doing a couple of things related to... um, idle to improve uh, improve quality of life in the truck. We've got a number of electric um, uh, APUs that we're running in the fleet. We're testing about 400 electric APUs. Uh, those uh, electric APUs are designed to run eight to 10 hours um, the, after the truck stops uh, to condition the, the cab, to provide HVAC to the cab after the truck is, is stopped. And then the truck will automatically restart when that when those batteries are drained to recharge the batteries. Uh, that's um, a version of optimized idle that just keeps the batteries topped off. And so that is one option that we're looking at to see if the amount of fuel savings covers the cost of the equipment, the cost of the, the APU equipment. So we're trying those. There's about 400 of those that we'll have in service by the end of this year. We're also trying a new version of optimized idle for comfort. Um, We'll have about 200 of those in service by the end of the year. Uh, And then, of course, we've got our standard idle parameters. Um, In any of those scenarios, drivers do have the option to purchase uh, an inverter and 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 have the company install it, and the company will also do transfer installs after uh, if a driver gets transferred one, from one truck to another. But um, but yeah, we're we're making an effort to invest in the equipment with these uh, electric APUs to see if they're functional enough to that they can uh, pay for the equipment, and if they if we find that they are functional enough to pay for the extra cost of purchasing those, then we'll start uh, a broader implementation of those. And that could solve some of your concerns. But, um, okay. but yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay. Ron, on, I do have one with the electric APU. But if you run like the microwave or something like that, when it's on ice, the inverter cuts out before a trips to stop the op to idle unless the truck's running. So when you're cooking something for like up to one hour or two hours if you're cooking something, you need to have the truck running to keep enough pressure or the inverters cut out because they're designed to cut out early. So you lose power. So that's that's the situation where you got that. Yeah, so like we are aware of cooking. that issue, Jerry. So uh, the original group of about 100 um, electric APUs that got out the door, the dealership set the wrong settings on those. We actually set the, the the optimized idle to start recharging the batteries at 11.8 volts when the inverters cut out at 12.1 or 12.2 volts. So we do have a fix coming that's an over-the-air fix uh, that'll change those parameters and fix that issue. I, I don't know. I don't have an estimate yet from the dealership on when all of those over-the-air program fixes will be complete, but that's um, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to... 
get that specific issue and a couple of other issues fixed with uh, with the first round of inverters that made it out. You, you sounds like you have one of those early inverters where the dealership didn't have all the parameters set correctly. It works great with it because I have just so you know what's working so far. I have a 12 volt refrigerator and freezer that plugged in a true refrigerator and freezer. I go eight and a half to nine hours, even running the bunk heater. And if it's running the AC during the summer, I go about six and a half to seven hours before it kicks on and starts. So it runs quite a good long time for it before it does kick on and start the opt idle. The only problem is, like like I said, with your cooking or something like that, to do that, the inverter wants to cut out before that. That's good to hear. Just so you're aware, we are trying an uh, 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 APU version that's not supplied by the dealership. It's actually a third party called D-Climate. We're trying 100 of those as well, just to see if they have a better, uh, They the, the pitch to us is that they have a better integration to the in, uh, inverter than the than the Daimler version. So we are trying that. So I, the message I want you to hear is we're trying a number of different technologies to, uh, to give drivers better comfort in the cab, not only from an HVAC, AC, and heat perspective, but also from the perspective of um, being able to use the kind of appliances you want to use. We call those hotel loads. But just that's what we're working right. on. Right. I figured you would probably come up with something. That's why I wanted to bring it up because several drivers have brought it to me, and I thought I'd pass it on. Yeah, glad for the question. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. And uh, just for uh, if Dan Flanagan could jump on, he's the VP of maintenance. Um, just for the – Jerry knows this, but for the other drivers on the call, Dan, can you explain the process of uh, purchasing an inverter, having it installed, that sort of thing? Sure. Um you can, uh, if you don't have an inverter, it sounds like you already have one, but uh, you can purchase one through the company, uh, and it, it's a warranted inverter. So if anything happens to it, uh, we'll we'll take care of it. And you can move like uh, like Ron was saying, if you move from truck to truck for any reason, we could we'll move the inverter for you. But also we we put in our our wiring, so it's protected. Uh, some drivers are putting their own inverters in. I think we're going to cover this probably in our next safety video, but it's very important that it's protected where uh, it doesn't catch fire. Uh, but another thing, Gerald, uh, it looks like you're running out on the um, on the Hershey account uh, out east, and um, I've got your information. I'll get with our our um, uh, manager here, one of our directors out at, on the east coast, and we can get your truck into a shop and get that parameter set. It's it's a pretty easy set. And I know Ron was saying we're going to get that done over the airways, but uh, I know it's a pain in the neck when uh, it it uh, the engine should come on before the inverter shuts off. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. We'll fix that. We'll change your parameters on your truck, uh, and uh, we can we can fix that for you. Does that help? Yeah, I just thought I would let you know. And I'm I'm no longer in a Hershey account. Hershey condo disappeared i'm on the georgia pacific jd okay all right well we get your information now I'll, I'll have uh our uh maintenance trainer contact you and we'll get that information and get you into a a, a shop facility and get your parameters reset okay thanks gerald thanks, jerry yes all right okay 
Thanks, Gerald. We'll go to the next question here. This comes from um, Curtis Jackson. Go ahead, Curtis. I'll unmute you here. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All righty. Um, yeah, I'm now switched over to the target dedicated out of the storage draft. So I am running through Washington, D.C. like every day, which is a new uh, challenge for me. I'm doing pretty good, I think. Um, another thing I, I want to say is um, for all the Marines that are on the line, happy birthday. Tomorrow will be 248 years old. And, um, oh, oh, yeah, be wrong. <laughs> I think that was Dan right there. <laughs> um, the one, the, there's a few things out here on, the, on this target that dedicated. Um, I was told that we were allowed to have one truck wash every three months. And... I like to to keep my truck clean and everything like that. And I understand about like the winter time and stuff like that. I don't watch it as much because it gets dirty. But once every three months, I mean, I, is there is there like a policy about that or something like that, or does anybody know? Yeah, that's a great question, Curtis. Good to hear from you. Uh, excited you'll be up there, Stuart Straff, by the way, on the target account. Uh, Kirk Freemuth, our president of Dedicated Division. Go ahead, Kirk. Yeah. So, uh, hey, I appreciate the uh, the call, uh, the call out on that. Um, you know, the one thing, certainly we try to control costs uh, as much as possible. Um, and sometimes, you know, we like you guys taking care of the trucks that, you know, the pride in our equipment is important to all of us. Um, certainly for your area of the country where you're running in, uh, you know, winter climates, uh, we do realize that as you um, – you know, get into snow and sand and all that stuff on the roads. A dirty truck is a prime target when you roll through the scales. Um, so we understand that stuff. Normally our policy is once a month. Uh, so I'm not quite sure on the three, uh, but nonetheless, I'll, uh, I'll reach out to the ops team on that side. Uh, but again, if you have a, a really, really dirty truck and, you know, that's going to cause you issues at the scales, things like that. Um, we certainly don't have issue with you, you know, washing it, but normally at least once a month is kind of the, uh, the expectation. And you're hearing that from dispatch or is that, that's, was that that's something from her, from her dispatch? Okay. All right. Very good. I'll, uh, make sure I follow up with the operations team on that one. Um, but it should be once a month and then, um, uh, again, if you have you know really bad weather and and your your truck is uh, looking pretty pretty grubby, you should be able to get a hold of dispatch and they could authorize an extra one if needed. My I, like I I pay for it and you know get reimbursed. That, but I, when they told me once every three months, I'm like um, I don't know. Plus I have a, you know the million miler truck too. I like I like to keep it clean and represent yeah. you know Fair England and yeah. stuff like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say you pay for it yourself, we have a, a program or a deal with um, the Blue Beacon uh, mm-hmm. truck washes. Is, is that where you're getting it washed at? Because we do get discounted yes. rates there. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's if, right. that's if I get my trailer washed out. I don't. They don't wash out the tr- the Target trailers here. Correct. That's their their trailers. 
Yeah. But your tractor, though, <laughs> we have an arrangement on tractor washes. Okay. With Blue Beacon. And then, okay. And then the second, the second question will be, there is a truck stop that they go to in Warren, Warrington, Virginia. It's off of the I-29. They don't read, there's no card reader, and people are telling me that they can't get fuel from that truck stop. It's in Warrington, Virginia, on uh, US 29 here in Virginia. Does anybody? So this is a this is a Love's truck stop. No, no, it's it's called Quarries or Corals or something like that. It's, it's an outer network um, facility that doesn't read the uh, the cards. Yeah, uh, this sounds okay. like a question for Ron Hall. Yeah. Ron? So Curtis, uh, you're saying it doesn't read the card. Are you being told to go there? Yes, that, that's what the route, that when we do the uh, workflow, it says to go there. And I've asked a lot of people that said, we, we try to go there, and we, there's, there's no way to put the card at or anything. What's the name of the Sometimes, stop again? It's in Warrington, Virginia. Do you remember the name Warrington, of the stop? It's called Quarries Cor- or something like that. It's uh, Quarries? Yeah, Corliss, Corliss or something like that. Q-U-A-R-L-E-S. I think that's how you spell it. Corals, okay. Um, yeah, let me check into it. We can uh, we can deter we can tell we can define which truck stops are included in the fuel optimizer optimizer and which are not. Um, let me find out if that truck stop has the proper equipment to use our fuel card. If it doesn't, there's no reason for it to be in the optimizer. Or if it doesn't have a discount related to it, there's no reason for it to be in the optimizer. So I'll do some checking on that. Thanks for flagging that. Thank you. And my my last thing is is that um, when is my plaque and my picture going to be up on the wall? Because I still talk to people that are over the road and they keep calling me and say, "Hey, Curtis, so you have, we're in a million miles. Where's your your plaque on the wall or your picture?" And it's not there yet. Darren Wingard, I think, has an answer on that one. Good question on the plaque, million miler. Hmm. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Hey, Curtis. Hey, uh, we tend to order. Hey, man. Uh, we tend to order those in uh, batches um, okay. because, yeah, our facilities team has to figure out, especially <laughs> in Salt Lake City. Uh, you may have noticed we're running out of room, um, so we order those in batches so that they those guys can figure out where they're going to put them. Um, and I can tell them, you know, hey, we've got, you know, X number that are coming in. So uh, it's been ordered, it's in process, and I will let you and all of our other uh, recent million milers know when it's up on the wall, and that'll be in Salt Lake, Laredo, and in Colton. All right. I had to, I had to take a trip out there. I had to fly out there because I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it for you and send it to you. <laughs> right, thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yep, that's it. Thanks, Curtis. Yep. Oh, and happy Veterans Day to everybody, too. Thanks, Curtis. Appreciate you, man. Um, all, right. all right. Next question comes from uh, Daryl Wright. Daryl, go ahead. I'll unmute you there. Go ahead, Daryl. Oh, good morning, everybody. Hey, um, I'm on, uh, just so you know, I'm on like my third or fourth veteran's truck myself, 
And these things are beautiful. I think they're the most beautiful trucks you'll see out on the road. That is the, awesome. Uh, yeah, you are making us proud out there. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I didn't know about the discount of Blue Beacon, by the way. I'm on the pod suite, and we have to wash out pods before they go into California. And I usually get my truck washed and waxed and everything, get the full treatment uh, at the same time because I'm very proud of these trucks. Now, company doesn't pay for that. I'll pay for that out of my own pocket just for the pride of being in one of these trucks. But I didn't know about the discount, so next time I go to a Blue Beacon, I'm going to ask them about that. Um, oh, yeah. My, my, uh, my question or my comment actually has to do, though, with the new trucks. Um, we're putting a lot of stuff into these trucks, obviously, and I've noticed that a lot of times it doesn't seem like the drivers are aware of what's in the truck when they get it. Now, this is nothing new, but when I joined the company 16 years ago, I remember drivers complaining that nobody ever told them how to use the bunk heater, and just this last couple of weeks, I heard a driver complaining that nobody ever told them how to use the bunk heater. So... You know, this is, not a, this is not a new problem, but with a lot of the stuff that's going in these trucks, the optimized idle, the battery APUs and stuff like that, a lot of drivers apparently don't seem to know what is in their truck or what it does. And I was just wondering if maybe there was some way we could, like, when a driver turns in an old truck and gets a new truck, especially one of these new trucks with the battery APUs or stuff, does somebody take them off to the side and say, hey, look, this is how the darn thing works? I think that would be a that good would, idea, yeah, you know, to, to help help the drivers out. Suggestion. Yeah, does, uh, just for the leaders on the call, does uh, anyone know if that is happening currently? It's a, a transition? Specifically on the battery APUs, we have a training video that uh, the dealership produced for us, and uh, we're getting that out in two ways. Um, we've on the D climate units. There's a, a barcode or a, a QR code right mounted right next to the control unit that the driver can scan and go to a website where um, they can watch a video on that specific unit. And then for the units we're purchasing from Daimler, um, we actively send and we do this about once a month, we actively send a link to the email to the driver's um, uh, email address on file. Uh, but if they, uh, if they want access to that video, they have access, they can, they can I believe it's part of the uh, England, the CRE University, I think it's one of the options they can look up on CREU. Um, as far as other areas, I, I can't speak to other areas, but that's specific to the APU. Yeah. Okay. No, like, well, yeah. 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 Like I said, uh, you know, I know the information's out there. I made made use of it myself, but I was just wondering uh, that, like I said, when 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 you when we give the driver the key, do we tell them, you know, hey, look, you might want to look this stuff up because it'll help you in the long run. Yeah, no, it'd be a shame for to not take advantage of the uh, the bells and whistles that are in the truck and the features uh, to benefit for them. So I think that's uh, I think that's a great suggestion, and we'll take a look at that. The other the other thought is, you know, we we have a little group chat going here, and we're talking about every winter the road team gets feedback that 
the drivers aren't familiar with the bunk heater, even going back to your initial comment um, and how that works. And so we're going to add um, a note in the next safety video coming out here at the beginning of December with a bit of an explanation on that. So, yeah, I appreciate that suggestion, Daryl. It's a great idea. Yeah, um, the truck I'm in, by the way, like I said, besides it being a beautiful veteran's truck, uh, it's got the battery APU. Uh, I've not had any problem at all running my microwave. The engine will start when it needs to. Uh, the air AC works great. I mean, it's it's one of the best innovations we've ever ever put in a truck. Uh, I I drive on pods, so we go all over the place: Arizona, Florida, and that battery that uh, auxiliary HVAC in the back there is really a lifesaver when you're down in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, there, just just wanted to put that out. Um, one last thing I did want to ask, though, um, and I don't know exactly who to ask about this. Um, the reeds across America. I know we're uh, we're going to be coming up to December pretty soon. Um, I can't remember who to ask about. Can I get? Uh, I want I wanted to ask a volunteer for the reeds across America if we're going to do it again this year. Yeah, great question. Uh, I think Dusty Jacobs uh, has taken a leadership role in that in the past. Dusty, a VP of yeah. operations and OTR. Dusty, are you with us? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, yeah, we've been uh, already assigned two loads. We're looking at maybe getting a third. So we'll have one that goes to Arlington, uh, one to San Diego, and we're looking at another. So um, I've got your info here. We'll reach out to you. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously an exciting and an amazing event. And so we have a lot of people wanting to do it, um, but we'll definitely uh, put you into consideration and uh, talk to talk it over. And uh, if not this time, uh, we'll get you down so that we can get it done uh, with you, uh, you know, in, in, in next year or, or sometime. But, uh, yes, we're set up, and uh, I'll reach out to you to see if we can make it happen. That would be great. I would love to, I would love to participate in that program. It would make me very, very proud. I honor all my fa fallen brothers and sisters every year awesome thank you yeah and thanks to all our our veterans thank you daryl that's all i have thank you all right thanks daryl okay next question comes from anna horton anna can you hear us go ahead with your your question yes hi um, i am actually kind of new to the company uh, I'm a dedicated driver out of Jeffersonville for the Niagara account. And my question is, first of all, um, thank you for the veterans that um, that we're going to be celebrating. Um, very much appreciate the ability to have the freedom that we do have. Um, but my question is, um, I am receiving, and I notice a lot of the other drivers on our, on our account are receiving... Uh, messages about um, one our a BOL that has not been received, and so what I did is I keep every one of them, and then I've taken a, a one time so far to send in every single one of them again that was asked for on the app that's on the uh, the CRE uh, toolbox. I'm still getting. Um, responses of some of the ones that I sent in for a second time. Is there, uh, is that being looked into 
or is there a glitch in the system? What is, you know, what's the issue? Okay, yeah, thanks, Anna. Um, let's, uh, let's actually kick it over to, uh, to Tricia O'Neill, who oversees our payroll that can, that can handle this question. Go ahead, Trish. Hi, thanks uh, for the question. I know that's been a hot topic, Anna. Um, so the toolbox is, uh, or the mobile app, the Siri toolbox version, it does come in to the system, but then we have to code them with the correct trip number um, and the correct truck number to get those messages to stop. The issue on the transflow side is typically a timing issue or it mm -hmm. could be incorrect information. So transflow shuts down um, Friday night and then they don't come back until Monday morning. So anything scanned from Friday to Monday is like a two-day delay. So usually Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, we start getting those. So some of those messages could be just um, a reminder, and then we get those, you know, in, within the day or so of that message. So if you get one at 6 in the morning and then don't get another one at 6 at night, that means it picked up throughout the day. Um, okay. But I can look into your specific um, messages today and research and see if there's a problem. Um, but there's not – There's most of the time it's just a – lag in the time that we get them from Transflow. Okay. Well, some of them have actually been within the first, like, uh, three or four weeks that I when I started, and I don't know if it had to do with, at the time, I, you know, maybe I wasn't putting the truck number, I was putting the trailer number, then that could be it. So... Yeah, and those are easy fixes. If you call the payroll team, they can look it up, and they say, yes, we have it, but the truck's wrong or the trailer's wrong. We could fix that, and yeah. then that will stop that message from I coming have, out. I've called a couple different times, um, and I was actually going to try to do it again here uh, today or tomorrow <laughs> the other ones that have I've been seeing. Um, but, yeah, I was just kind of wondering about that and see if it's something that maybe um, – there's a glitch or whatever because I, I had when I when I finally figured out or you know was told hey it needs to be the truck number not the trailer number I haven't been getting as many uh, as I did but there's still a few from the old the from before I was putting the information in correctly that um, I'm still getting notices about. Yeah, I'll pull I'll pull up all those trips and uh, just see what the issue is, and I'll I'll call you or shoot you a message if I can get them resolved. Okay, that sounds great. I appreciate your uh, speaking with me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the questions. Thanks, okay. Anna. Thanks, Anna. All right, Thank next you. next question or next caller is Tyler Molman. Tyler, go ahead with your comment question. Good morning. Um, I work on the Anheuser-Busch dedicated account in Fort Collins. We've been having uh, a bit of chaos out here due to several pay cuts that were issued to our fleet. And I'm just really trying to wrap my head around why these all occurred. Now, earlier you said that AB has been receiving, been giving us rewards. For our efforts, I've heard that uh, the account is profitable, whereas in previous years it's been running at a loss. 
and we're getting good scores on safe and on time. Uh, we're getting a lot of hard work in, and yet we just received, I just received a $5,000 pay cut, and I'm struggling enough as it is with inflation and with cost of living and with everything else that's going on. We have, we've gotten one raise on this account in the six years that it's existed. I'm curious as to what's going on with that. Okay, Tyler. Yeah, appreciate the call. Um, Kirk Freemuth, back to you, president of Dedicated. Yep, sure is. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, calling in. Um, so a couple of things on this account, uh, as similar to other uh, accounts we have in Dedicated, is where we are aligning our pay uh, to uh, the the compensation we get from from our customers, and AB is one of them. Um, there should have been. I know we've made some adjustments in that. My understanding is that we we changed pay uh, classifications on some of the activity, but money was put into other categories. So if if you say you're seeing a you know a five thousand dollar annual drop, um, then I will let me get with uh, my team, uh, the vice president over AB and the AB team, uh, to see what's going on with that specifically. Uh, but that's not my recollection of what we've done with there. We've we've moved monies around, so it's more aligned with how we're getting compensated uh, from the customer. But we'll take that. I'll take that offline, and we'll circle back with you uh, just to clarify what's happening there. Yeah, I've spoken with uh, Melvin was uh, was in last week, and spoken with him. And what I've been told is that AB is no longer compensating CR England for a port, for what money was removed from my pay. However. If we're doing, if the account is now more profitable than it has been, if things are looking up in for, in respects to numbers, safe and on time, maintenance costs are down, wouldn't that indicate we should be getting a reward or a thank you, not a pay cut? Because a lot of other jobs around the area are all looking to hire more people and offering higher wages. All of a sudden, we haven't gotten a raise on this account in three years, and we're getting a pay cut. It just seems very negative out here right now. Yeah, yeah, I I, under, I appreciate that. Uh, certainly, things are extremely competitive uh, in the marketplace right now, and and where you're at in Colorado is one of those areas uh, in the country where it is extremely competitive. Um, not just from a driver, you know, compensation standpoint, but even uh, even from a business standpoint. Um, and so, you know, without getting into too much detail, um, you're probably aware of with what's going on economically in the transportation business that rates have dropped. Uh, and our dedicated group is not, um, we are not uh, except from that. So we are, we are taking hits as well and certainly trying to, you know, doing everything we can to, one, retain the business. If we don't keep the business, then, um, you know, it it's kind of becomes a moot point. We are in the middle of trying to renegotiate the contract with AB. 
uh, and we are trying to um, limit rate reductions as best we can. Uh, but it's a tough market, and it's it's kind of tough. I'm, I'm sure you've heard everywhere else, but we're doing everything we can. Let me circle back with Trace and Melvin. Tracy is the VP. He's Melvin's boss. Um, so let me circle back with, uh, with those guys and just understand what's been communicated uh, to you guys and just make sure that we're all on the same page uh, with regards to, you know, exactly what's happening for your fleet specifically. All right. Thank you. Okay. Very, yeah. Very thank good. you, Tyler, for the call. Appreciate you bringing that up. And uh, we'll, like Kirk mentioned, we'll be looking into it. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Next question. Uh, Greg Trungali. Greg, go ahead. Yeah, this is Greg Trungali. I have two things I'd like to bring up, if you don't mind. Um, I have a brand new truck. Love it. Thank you, guys. And it has the optimized idle. I'd like to warn all the drivers to make sure that they shut off the optimized idle before they do the pre-trip or post-trip. You don't want your hands in the belt area whenever if the engine's going to start. And the second thing is I've had a problem. I don't know what it's called. There's a bar that when we buy new trailers, there's a bar in the back on the, you know, the holes for the tandem slide. And you can take that bar out and put it in different locations. Well, somebody keeps – the bar keeps being put in the fifth hole. So when you move your tandems up, it's at the very back of California standards. But they're not taking the bar out. And everybody's slamming when they slide their tandems into that bar. I've had to have six of those bars cut out in the last three months because I can't slide my tandems up because those bars are in the way. Why do we keep getting those – bars in the trailer okay yeah great uh questions or uh, comments and questions there greg appreciate hearing from you as always um and yeah good suggestion on the optimized idle and shutting that off before the pre and post trip that makes a ton of sense uh dan Flanagan, maintenance vp of maintenance why don't you cover the bar issue on the trailers well i also want to cover the the optimized idle also if your truck starts with the hood open, it's not supposed to. Uh, it's set up to where there's a hood switch on the optimized idle to where if the hood is open, the optimized idle will not start uh, as a safety factor. So if, if okay, you're seeing good. that optimized idle does start uh, with the hood open, there's a problem there. Okay, so... No, uh, it, it didn't start on me. It's just something I look forward. I I saw ahead that if that were to start with us doing a pre-trip, it could seriously injure somebody. I didn't know it. It would not start with the hood up. I did not know that. It's good to know. Yep, yep, yep. It 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 shouldn't. It should not start with the hood up. Uh, that's number one. Number awesome. two. Uh, I'm going to get. I have your information, and when I want to check a little bit further into this bar that you're talking about. So I'm going to be contacting you uh, through uh, either your email and or your phone. I got your information. And let, I want you to walk me through this bar that you're talking about uh, on the slider that, that's getting in the way. So let, the whole, let me take this offline yeah, and discuss that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. By the way, everybody, so Greg knows. So everybody knows Greg has been with us for 23 years. So, 
Long-time legendary driver there. Appreciate hearing from you as always, Greg. Thank you. All right, next question. Let's go to Thad Corbett. Thad, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am wonderful, and I love the information that's being shared. Very informative, and the the responses from the higher-ups, very genuine and very honest and very transparent, and I appreciate that. I do want to thank you guys for the black hats, the driver appreciation hats. Those hats I've seen are the most worn hats representing CR England I've ever seen because I wear mine every day. So I, whatever design y'all got on that one, y'all hit y'all hit it out the park with that. That was that was a I hit run. it out the park with that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that was a home run. That was a home run. That was better than you uh changing uh putting tires on the chain. <laughs> I'm gonna tie change on the tires. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, listen, um I do wanna tell you this. Um I hear a lot of um openings with job positions and some drivers don't know that when they do pick another job from a different fleet, because I'm on Intermobile, I've driven over the road, I've driven uh, pods, I've moved, I've transferred. And one thing I want to inform some drivers who don't know, when you're getting close to being uh, picked as your number codes up, if you don't let um, someone know that, you can move or you're able to move, then your number one spot gets, uh, I mean, you just get removed off the list. And they say, well, why did you do that? That's because you live, like I lived in Pennsylvania. I picked Georgia in a mobile fleet, but um, I had to let them know, listen, I'm, I'm willing to move. So with drivers, that that app, that career track app, it's real. It's useful. And it's productive. And I appreciate it because it makes me feel that I don't have to go anywhere. All I got to do is look at the app, be a safe and on-time driver, be professional, and I'm able to pick and choose like I want to, just like when I used to drive for Greyhound. You'd be able to switch certain um, states and not lose your seniority. So that's yeah, great. That's great comment. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, you know, great. You, yeah, that's great because some people don't believe yeah. it. And it's yeah. true. You can maneuver. You can yeah. maneuver. Yeah. Um, I'm driving a brand-new truck, 2024 Freightliner. Um, we're talking about Blue Beacon. We're talking about this and that. I do want to let you know that I just found out recently that there's a different price for a truck wash for a day cab than it is a sleeper. So when you ask for express code or AR, you got to let them know that if it's a sleeper or a day cab, I mean, it's just 3 or $4, but it's 3 or $4 that's cheaper when you do wash a day cab since we're bringing out information and we're sharing information, which is the platform for. Yeah, yeah, no, that is uh, that is good info for everybody to know. So, by the way, just, right. a quick reminder, uh, just 
career track alone is a tool that's with an option within our CRE toolbox for, for folks that maybe aren't familiar with it. And that is a great example of you can go in and, and put yourself on a waiting list for a different driving position and move around. Like he mentioned, he's been on different accounts and uh, different divisions even is now with our, with our PA intermodal fleet. And uh, yeah, appreciate the shout out there on that one, Thad. That's great info. For yes, me. sir. Now, CL England seems like it's going to be around for a long time. It's been around for a long time. But I do want to mention this. Um, picking up the new trucks from the Freightliner, um, we were running into some situations with them not really prepping those vehicles properly. Um, so that causing a little delay. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind because I don't make adjustments. I, I don't make excuses. I make adjustments. However, I think that in the near future, when we do get those trucks transferred, that someone needs to be there to um yes. to oversee them, that they do their job properly because it was ridiculous the stuff that we were running um running um running into. Like I'll tell you that we point of that. they put the wrong oils in every truck out there. Yeah. Yeah, there were some challenges. Brandon Leonard, I know, for Intermodal wants to uh, to weigh in on this one. Hey, Thad. Uh, right. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks for yes, talking. Sir. Thanks for uh, calling in again. We appreciate you. Yeah, as, as you highlighted, uh, we had uh, numerous uh, situations that uh, kind of across the country um, with the, the new truck pickups recently. So we've got uh, all the right folks from Freightliner involved. Um, I think it was just a case that they had not done much of that work at those locations for us in the past. So uh, a lot of lessons learned and a lot of different approaches will be taken in the future when we uh, do get new trucks uh, into those fleets. So appreciate the feedback. We're, uh, we're well aware and uh, all over it. Oh, yes, sir. I don't want to sound negative. I'm grateful for the new truck, but I do want to say one more thing and I'm done. The thing I want to say is that um, when you get new equipment, we have to take a little time to uh, read the information um, because some of it, a lot of it is a driver's responsibility to at least get familiar with that new truck. I mean, it's, it's a lot of information. It could be intimidating. It could be overwhelming because it has so many different features and um, it could be overwhelming, but we have to um, take advantage of, what we have and just take the time out and say, I'm going to learn something. And in learning something new, you'll expand your mind. Your brain is plastic. So it has plasticity. We can learn and we can grow and we can evolve and take the challenge to, uh, to just become better people so we can become better drivers. Thank you. Thank you, Thad. I really appreciate your yes, comment. Sir. That goes back to what Daryl was saying with, you know, just the idea of, of better informing folks when they're, receiving the trucks and i i uh, ron uh and dan i think we that's something that we could work on maybe an information sheet or something that that can help educate our drivers when they're getting in these new trucks with these new features but uh uh we will we will take a look at that and see if there's if we can do that in a better way but uh that great hearing from you as always appreciate the call yes sir likewise thank you all right. 
This will probably be the last one, just timing-wise, Mitch. Yeah, looks like the next one on the list here, Scott Braden. Go ahead, Scott. Hello, everyone. Um, well, first thing is happy birthday to Gene. Last time I seen him on a birthday was his 100th in Salt Lake City. Um, I'm just curious if we could, um, regarding my situation, kind of, but to help other drivers out. Um, recently, I had a minor cut, um, not even a dime-sized circle on my, my pinky finger. And as much first aid knowledge as what I've had, um, trying to keep it clean and all of that, it still got infected after a, a few days after the uh, after it scabbed up, so the infection was actually underneath it. I'm wondering, and I haven't seen it in pretty much all the time that I've been here, if we could, maybe even the road team could do something like that or get Teladoc on it um, to talk more about first aid. Um, you know, because I, I was doing everything I could, and in the you know, to try to keep it clean and, and all of that. But with all the dirty equipment that, especially um, intermodal chassis and stuff that we deal with, um, a small cut could get into, you know, really bad things, which happened in my case. The other part of this is um, with the original workers' comp doctor, um, they kept me just on antibiotics for the first three weeks. And according to two surgeons and three hand specialists, I would not have lost my finger had the original workers' comp doctor actually sent me to an emergency room. And that came from, multi you know, like I say, multiple people. So I'm wondering if there is any way the company can look into that or, or talk to the workers' comp people um, you know, to me, that is, you know, I mean, I'm grateful for what they did, but uh, in this type of situation, I'm wondering if there's any way, we, like first aid, do a some sort of a video or something like that, some for basics, what drivers can do, because I don't want, I don't want drivers to go through what I've gone through over the last um, couple of months here. So, if anybody yeah. has anything to say about that. Yeah, no, appreciate appreciate your comment there, Scott. And sorry for for what you've gone through. Just so everybody knows, Scott's been with us for uh, about nine and a half years, and uh, former road team captain, and just uh, an all around amazing guy. And drives on our intermodal SoCal fleet now at this point. And uh, appreciate you, Scott, for all that you've done. And uh, um, your point about uh, lessons learned, I think definitely. There are lessons learned from your situation, and uh, I don't know if we have anybody from HR on the call. I don't believe so that handles workers' comp. But Mitch, let's let's put that down as a follow-up to uh, to work with that team to see if there's there's something that we can do to maybe better educate folks to uh, to hopefully avoid a situation like Scott's been in. Uh, we'll do. We'll do. Okay. Well, good. Well, Scott, great talking with you. And uh, best of luck with your recovery and uh, and moving forward. All right, I'll, I'll be back soon. About four weeks, I think, left of um, physical rehab. Yeah, can't wait to get and, you back. 
appreciate uh, company support too. Um, you know, my managers and everybody, and then you know, talking to you before and everything. It's yeah. fantastic the way our company is. Thank you. No, Scott, you're the best. Thank you. Um, that uh, takes us to the end of the call today. I just have a couple of couple of closing thoughts. I've been adding up the tenure of the drivers um, that we've had on this call. 75 years and two months. So <laughs> most of our drivers that called in were, you know, in the million-mile range, double-digit kind of years. Um, we had one caller that was just a, a driver that's just a couple of months into it. We have kind of the whole gamut, but I think it's just indicative of our fleet, um, the way this company has changed. We have so many amazing tenured drivers, and we heard from a number of folks today, and so it was a great call. Always awesome to hear the thoughts and suggestions uh, that you all have, and, and really appreciate everybody uh, uh, calling in and, and uh, sharing with us. Um, before we wrap up, I want to kick it back over to Darren Wingard just to uh, remind everybody uh, about the road team and the events that are going on there. Thanks, Zach. And as a reminder, uh, drivers, we have a relatively new road team tab in the main menu of your CRE Toolbox app. And we would love to hear from any of you who need help, have a question, uh, we can point you in the right direction. We can help you. It's what we do. We love to do it. And in addition to that, we also do two shows. So once a week, we do Road Team Live. That's every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. And every other week, we do what we call Night Moves, which is hosted by the one and only Medusa. And if you know Medusa, uh, you know that he is uh, – let's say, very entertaining. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, things can get a little wild and crazy on the Night Moves show, which is every other Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, I always send uh, reminders to the tablet and the CRE Toolbox app. And again, the number to call in, uh, it's in those reminders, and it's in the Road Team tab of the CRE Toolbox app. So, uh, we'd love to hear from more of you. I know that a lot of you have questions, need help. You don't have to wait for the next company town hall to get help with your issue. If you don't know where to go, come to the road team, email us, call into one of our shows. We are here to help you, and we need to hear from more of you, and we want to. So please connect with us, and we're here to help. Thank you, Zach. Awesome. Thank you, Darren. Okay, that'll be it. We'll go ahead and wrap up the call. Thanks, everybody, so much. Have a great day.